Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي اشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته my dear brothers and sisters في اسلام and a warm welcome to this week's friday circle before i continue can everyone who's logged on and watching us can you like and share this video so that others uh, can get involved with today's discussion. The circles are organized by members of Hizb al-Tahrir. We are a global Islamic political party working to re-establish the Islamic way of life by the Islamic Khilafah based on the Muhammad وسلم, in the Muslim lands. Um, and this week's discussion is on banning political Islam, the secularization of Islam. Um, it's been open season for a very long time on Muslims and Islam. The insults on our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu the hijab has been seen as something oppressive, and Muslims being labelled for only wanting to practice their deen are just some instances of these attacks. And one of the latest attacks was from Macron of France, who gave Muslim leaders 15 days to agree on a charter of um, Republican values. His attempt to secularise Islam and to show the world and Muslims the positive aspects of French secular law. But the only thing positive was his COVID test. Today, we have Brother Abdullah, who will inshallah be delivering today's discussion. Um, pray your well, Brother Abdullah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Alaikum assalamu warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Inshallah, uh, our brother will be talking for approximately 25 to 30 minutes. And once he finishes, we will then move on to the questions and answer section. So please do get involved with the discussion by leaving your comments and questions in the comment section. What I ask from you is to keep to the topic at hand. And on that note, Brother Abdullah, over to you, inshallah. A'udhu billahi minash shaitan rajim Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Jazakallah khair, I just want to introduce with salam on Rasulullah. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad. Kama salaita ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim. They wish to extinguish the light of Allah with their mouths. But Allah will certainly perfect his light. Even to the dismay of the kafirun. And this is clear. This ayah is very clear in stating how Islam is something which is in conflict with those who uh, don't believe in it. And as a result, we find this conflict from the time of Adam salam until today. And we see a continuation of that conflict carrying on. It is a conflict between people who believe in Islam, who believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
and believe in the Quran and, and between those who do not believe in it, who wish to carry on their lives in freedom and in, in, in whatever way they wish to do. Jazakallah khair for introducing the subject. Um, as we know, uh, France has proven itself to be really quite small-minded, reactionary, utterly incapable of preventing the return of the Khilafah, although it is trying very hard to do so, and has managed to destroy the allure of secularism that the world once had. Um, you know, the Muslim Ummah once had a, an allure for secularism and its values. And today we find that completely and utterly destroyed. And this is why we find France and other countries doing their utmost to target um, the, the minds of Muslims everywhere. So on the 2nd of October, uh, Macron declared that Islam was a religion in crisis. He, says that, he said that he hopes to rid France from a parallel society of radical Muslims who thrive outside the values of the nation. Then, on the 18th of November, which is about a month ago, almost exactly, Macron gave a speech in which he said that there's a 15-day deadline for Muslims in France to reject political Islam. And he was quite deliberate in using this term, political Islam. And now that legislation is going through Parliament in France and it's being discussed and debated. So what has happened? So the Muslims of the French Council of uh, Imams, uh, an organization which Muslims really need to reject and uh, try and uh, get away from because it guarantees uh, the power of the state over the Muslims, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rejects in the Quran. So what is this uh, council intended to do? What, is, what have they been asked to agree to? They've been asked to agree that they must accept secularism, they must accept French values, which includes all the republican values, as you, as you mentioned, of secularism, uh, laissez-faire, as, it, as it's known in France. Um, they must reject political Islam. And beyond that, many other measures were introduced, including those against uh, children. So Article 18 of this proposed charter um, mentioned that compulsory schooling for uh, three to 16 year olds, that's all uh, school age, with up to six months jail sentences for parents and a large fine if they break the rules. And Article 20 carried on saying, each child will be assigned a unique national identifier, which implies that there's no way Muslims are gonna be able to get out of it. After all, there's five to six million Muslims, so the state has introduced this uh, regulation to ensure that Muslim children who are, who, who are born to Islamic-minded parents, they, and they've been school, homeschooling their children, this will no longer be permitted. They will have to send their children to uh, state schools. So this is, the, uh, this is the legislation in a nutshell, and there are many other aspects to it. We found the diaspora of, uh, of uh, banning political Islam is spread to Austria as well. So on the 11th of November, the Austrian Chancellor Sebastian Kurz, he said, in the fight against political Islam, we will create a criminal offense called political Islam in order to be able to take action against those who are not terrorists themselves, but to create the breeding ground for it. 
and they also introduced a department called the Center of Documentation for, of Political Islam. Now, this is very interesting because both France and Austria, on the 11th uh, of November, uh, about over a month ago, they started using this uh, terminology called political Islam. And then you find, if um, you look through the news articles between then and now, you'll see, uh, if you read all the commentary, you'll see that, the, that there's been a complete reversal of terminology. So political Islam is no longer in the terminology. They have replaced it with anti-terror law, religiously motivated extremism. They've introduced, um, uh, especially in France, this term called um, uh, separatism. So on the 16th of December, having realized their astronomical mistake, really, of introducing political Islam as the main public enemy, number one, um, and the reason why it was a mistake is because really it opened up the world to their real intention, which was to uh, target political Islam rather than anything else, as they were previously claiming. So if we look on the 16th of December, Austria formally, uh, the Austria's uh, coalition government revised its anti-terror law using the phrase religiously motivated extremism instead of political Islam. So we find a formal legislative reversal in Austria, and we find, um, uh, because the, the, the documentation was still going through legislation in, uh, in France, we find a, a complete reversal of narratives. One very important point to mention here is that the banning of political Islam is not something new to France. It is something that is worldwide, has been going on, since the last um, 100 years, since the Khilafah itself was destroyed in 1924. So let's have a look at the history, the recent history of France specifically, and then we'll be able to see how this has had a wider, uh, had a wider uh, remit, if you like. So France, number one, point number one, they've attacked the honor of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam officially on government buildings. We know about the cartoons, we know how they were published, um, and we know what happened as a result of that. Some, some Muslims uh, fought against it, and we find that, um, that France reacted by placing those same cartoons on, officially on government buildings. And the reaction of Muslim countries has been quite frankly nominal. We find some examples of Muslim countries uh, simply saying, oh, we're going to stop eating French cheese. Um, other examples that the president of Turkey saying that, you know, he's, he's mad or, you know, Imran Khan making statements from Pakistan. What is, what is, what is the, what is really the effect of, uh, these statements has had no little to no effect on, uh, Macron or on the policy. If you contrast this to the reaction um, of Islam, what it should have been. In the Khilafah, in 1889, Henry de Bournier, a French poet and dramatist, wrote an anti-Islamic play called Muhammad. The French uh, Prime Minister Charles de Fresien Fresinet banned the play in 1890 after opposition from the Uthmani Khalifa, Sultan Abdul Hamid II, rahimallah. So you see, there was a direct impact of a political decision made by the Khalifa 
upon the decision of France. France's, so France's history with Islam has been political for a very long time. And if we look then at the, we know of course about the hijab issue, in 2004, France banned hijab in French state schools. And on May the 19th, uh, in May 2019, the French Senate voted further to ban mothers who wear headscarves from even accompanying their children on school trips. So we know that they have a direct um, problem with the uh, symbolism of Islam, with the, with the values that Islam has. So how can France expect Muslims really to accept secularism when, for example, the hijab comes from Islam? When uh, the khilafa, the notion of khilafa, is, a historical, is not just a historical uh, fact, it is, a, it is an Islamic fact. Because the Khilafah, it came from Islam. In fact, it was Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam who established the first Islamic state. And it was the descendant of that state, Khalifa Sultan Abu Hamid II, who inherited that, uh, that state from Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he undertook this political action. So France has indeed, uh, by, by mentioning political Islam as public enemy number one, it has scored an own goal. And we've seen, as I said, the narratives have been reversed. And Muslims everywhere must be now asking themselves, now that the cat is out of the bag, so to speak, they're asking themselves, what is this political Islam if they didn't know already? In fact, the problem for France is, and for most of the colonizing world, that political Islam is something which the Muslim Ummah has returned to. Um, and it is a notion which the Muslim Ummah wants to see come back in the form of the Khilafah. After all, the Khilafah is the practical implementation of political Islam. So France knows very well what political Islam is, and it has a historical relationship with political Islam. In fact, when the Khilafah was weak towards the late 18th, 19th century, um, we find that in the mid and late 19th century, France was able to invade Algeria in 1830, Tunisia in 1881, and Morocco around 1911. And we found just 10 to 15 years later, the Khilafah was actually uh, declared destroyed. So France is completely disingenuous when it says that uh, their, their, their battle against political Islam is to do with terrorism. There's nothing to do with terrorism whatsoever. Rather, it is to do with their, with, with their, with their fear of political Islam coming back as a way of life in the Muslim countries. And France is a colonial country until today, as are America, Britain, and other countries, uh, controlling the, uh, the Muslim countries by proxy through their leaders who they have appointed. We know very well, Imran Khan is not just a cricketer. He is a descendant of leaders who were put there by Britain themselves. So Britain, who destroyed the Khilafah in 1924, that is, that is the, the legacy, really. And today, uh, as we know, uh, America has a greater control over Pakistan, as an example. Turkey is no different. In fact, Turkey was the ruler of the uh, ruling nation, or the ruling capital, I should say, of the Khilafah at that, uh, at that time until the Khilafah was destroyed.
So given that France is well-versed with political Islam, why does France want to get rid of political Islam? For all of these reasons. In fact, they want to remove the concept of the Wahi itself. They want to remove the nation, the, the concept that the Quran came for all of mankind to rule over them by the Sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They want to remove the notion of Khilafah. They want to remove the notion of Da'wah. They want to remove the notion of Jihad from the minds of the Muslims. Jihad, yes, Jihad is not defensive, as was mentioned um, uh, by many Muslims towards the decline of the Khilaf and after the Khilaf was destroyed. Many Muslims started saying Jihad is a defensive concept. It is not only a defensive concept. Rather, the Jihad was a concept which was applied by the Khilafah. That's how the majority of us became Muslims today, was through the Jihad undertaken by the armies of the Khilafah, ordered and controlled by the Khalifa of the Muslims. And this is, this is a historical fact. Furthermore, the Quran itself is, proves to us that Islam is political. Rather, the Quran is a reference point. These are two very important terms to remember. The Quran is a reference point and an intellectual base for all of life's affairs. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah An-Nahl, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, وَنَزَّلْنَا عَلَيْكَ الْكِتَابَ تِبْيَاتًا لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ We have revealed to you the book explaining all matters. Everything has been explained by the Quran. In Surah Nahl verse 89. In Surah Ma'idah verse 3, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ وَأَتْعَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي وَرَدِيَةُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينًا Today, I have completed your deen for you, encompassed my blessings upon you, and have accepted Islam to you as a deen. So clearly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed the Qur'an for all of life's affairs. And how can politics be not considered as part of those life's affairs? Indeed, it is part of life's affairs. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa was the first political leader of the Muslims. Indeed, he was elected. He was elected and he was given a bay'ah by the Aws al-Khazraj to become the first leader of the Muslims in Medina, such that when he did the hijrah from Mecca to Medina, it was not a hijrah of flight from oppression from Mecca. Rather, it was a political move to establish the Islamic State in Medina. So what should Muslims really be carrying uh, to France, giving, giving, giving France as an example? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ لَا أَعْبُدُ مَا تَعْبُدُونَ وَلَا أَنْتُمْ عَابِدُونَ مَا أَعْبُدُ وَلَا نَابِدٌ مَا عَبَدْتُمْ وَلَا أَنْتُمْ عَابِدُونَ مَا أَعْبُدُ لَكُمْ دِينُكُمْ وَالْيَدِينَ This should be the reaction where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Say to the kuffar, O oh you kafir, I don't believe what you believe. I don't worship what you worship. And I will never believe what you believe and I'll never worship what you worship. 
unto you your way of way of life, unto me my way of life. This should be the reaction, not the reaction of, yes, sir, Mr. Macron, we will do whatever you tell us to do. The imams clearly said uh, in France, we, we have a lot of work to do. And I hope and I pray, inshallah, that the Muslims in France do not capitulate to the pressure that is being applied upon them by France. Instead, they should be saying that Islam indeed has a political system. And therefore, because we believe that Islam has a political system, it's in our history, the French, you know this very well. And as a result, we do not need to assimilate into French society because we have our own way of life and you have your own way of life. Unto you, your way of life and unto us, ours. So leave us alone. You have no right to interfere in our affairs. That should be the clear and direct uh, assertion of all Muslims in France. And in fact, if we extract that to the Muslim countries, this should be our uh, reaction to secularism as it is applied in all the Muslim countries today by the disbelieving kuffar who have forced this system upon us after the Khilafah was destroyed. And they split up the countries into small statelets and they established their systems upon us. So we need to reject those systems by reciting the same surah and saying effectively to the kuffar who have applied these systems upon us that we do not worship what you worship. We have our own nizam, we have our own system for life and unto you your way of life and unto us ours. And we are going to establish the khilafah and we are going to implement the nizam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this earth once more. Furthermore, the Muslims should be carrying uh, a non-colonial mentality, meaning that they should be proud of Islam and they should be furthering the case of Islam wherever they are, be it in France or even in the, or in the Muslim countries. What does Islam achieve as a political system? It achieves the eradication of poverty through the proper distribution of wealth. It establishes justice for everybody in the society. It establishes a peace of mind because there is the rules of Islam are fixed. There is no massive debate on what is going to be the solution for murder, what is going to be the solution for rape, what is going to be the solution for abortion, what is going to be the solution for inheritance, laws of inheritance, what is going to be the solution for uh, spies who are in our countries. There will be no debate about these issues. Islam has clarified all of these issues. So a Muslim who believes in political Islam, he will not carry a colonized mentality. He will seek to implement the Sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the earth. He will reject, he will reject the rules of uh, the power of the colonialist countries in our lands. He will seek to, to spread the message back to the, to the Muslim world, to the colonized countries in North Africa and beyond, giving them confidence to reject the, the kufr rule upon them, which France and Britain and America know very well is still in place and they still control those countries by proxy through the leaders they have placed there. And furthermore, the Muslims who believe in political Islam need to understand that Islam and politics are inseparable. They are part and parcel of the same thing. As I mentioned, who could have known 
Who could have known that Muhammad وسلم, would have established the first Islamic state when they were in a position of great darkness? They had been they had been pursued by the by the Quraysh for uh, a decade, and they were living in they had been under sanctions for a long time in Mecca. They had been under sanctions for a long time in Mecca, and the situation got to the point where the Quraysh decided to assassinate Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and as we know, that assassination attempt failed by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So who could have known that despite all of this dark period of time, that some light was about to appear and the state was, a, the Khilafah state or the first Islamic state was about to be established? Who could have known that? Similarly today, we see that the Muslims, Muslim countries are in disarray. We're, we are in small statelets. But the, the Muslims need to understand that the light can come at any time, the Khilafah can return at any time, and it is our choice to work for it. It is our choice to bring it back, and it is our choice to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to seek the return of his deen. Thank you. And I hope, I hope to open it, inshallah, for questions. Zakahir to Brother Abdullah for the for the talk. A very enlightening discussion from our brother. Um, as Brother Abdullah stated in his talk, it's time Muslims become offensive in their mentality and pick a new narrative that includes Islam at the forefront of their thinking. Inshallah, let's move on to the questions and answer section. So please, brothers and sisters, uh, please uh, forward your questions or uh, comments in the relevant section. Um, we do have one question, uh, Brother Abdullah, for you from Brother Jahid Haq, who is asking, Islam, would you say that living in Muslim countries is easier than living in the West? And I, I just want to add on something to that, actually. Um, uh, I mean, you mentioned the likes of Austria and France, who are becoming even more tougher on Muslims. May Allah make it easy on uh, Muslims around the world. Would you say even if someone wants to move within the West, so moving to a country like, I don't know, some, somewhere like Switzerland, would be an easier move to make it easy for themselves, for the Muslims? I would say if all the Muslims found one island in Indonesia where there is no rule of anybody and it's a deserted island, perhaps that would make it easier as well. Oh. I, 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 I'm, I'm in a little bit of a sarcastic mood. I think that, uh, <laughs> you know, there's... Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sira are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.